deceives the people she loves. you you're so snazzy yes these are my working from home clothes slash that's your um, official uniform <laughs> slash also my first date button-up that i wore last Aww. week on my date <laughs> I, I just got a pair of glasses just like that from the thrift store except mine are fake and also pink oh these are also fake oh well <laughs> good that looked like less of a poser i've got perfect vision it's really bad that i wear these <laughs> i do not have perfect vision and i definitely make it worse by wearing like colored lenses oh it's so bad i'm actively making my vision worse yeah i um, could definitely feel it every single time i was uh, driving around with them today and like yeah they're like magenta shades and like i got really used to it it made everything super blue and then like i took them off while i was driving and i was like oh my god everything is so yellow <laughs> I, like, put these fake glasses on to drive, um, like I need them. <laughs> it's like, well, if you're if, if other drivers see you wearing glasses, maybe they'll give you some more leeway, because obviously <laughs> neither of us can drive. Oh, that's definitely true in Philly. Oh my god. Driving in Philly is a true nightmare, but whatever. I've got my iced coffee. Iced coffee. I've got a IPA. Ooh la la. Alcohol. A left-hand brewing company. IPA. Oh, I know that one. It's pretty good. They've got a, uh, I got like a sampler pack. Um, I was talking, I was talking to Jesse about her earlier that it's really, um, it seems like false advertising because their logo is like just a hand. And so they put it on the uh, cap of the beer. And so it makes me think every single time that that means that I should be able to twist it off with my hand, but it's not the case. It's a a pop off. That's very misleading. It, It really is. I mean, it's, it's my fault. But I don't drink a lot of beer, so I don't remember what left hand looks like, I guess. It's uh it's brown. It comes in a bottle. <laughs> Much like all beer. <laughs> Much like most beers. <laughs> uh should we start? Yes. Okay. Yes we should. Do do you want to introduce us? <clears throat> Hello, I'm Nico Rufino, a gay. And I'm Alex Keswick. Big mood. <laughs> <laughs> And this is what the heck? <laughs> what the heck? Episode one, official. Official. Episode two, but really, really episode one. Last time was episode zero. Last time was episode um, Mega Man Zero. This is episode Mega Man One. For us, for our first second episode, we're um, jumping back in time twenty years. Wow! And then jumping back forward in time another ten years to um, the nineteen nineties. It is now the 90s. It's the 1990s. It's 1995. Hey, it's okay. It's the roaring... It's the 1990s. It's the roaring 1995s. It is. And um, a young Amy Heckering... Heckerling? Is on a star on the rise. A star on the rise. She's the only, like, female director anybody's ever met. 
and she's directing Clueless. <laughs> I know I definitely had not met any other female directors when I was four years old. <laughs> I was three, and I had met even fewer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I definitely didn't. Should we, um, I guess, should we establish, like... Should we cut what that our, out? Like, what, our, what our relationship with the movie is? Like, yes. What, 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 like, what is our uh, what is our clueless experience? Before we get into our um, own brand of the clueless experience, what is our own mm-hmm. personal clueless experience? <laughs> um, I probably I don't remember when I first saw it. Uh, it was like I was likely too young, but I I probably was not older than ten when I when I first saw Clueless, and I loved every second of it and i was in love with paul rudd and and also in love with alicia silverstone um and i it was a lot of it was a lot of feelings about clueless i had like i really really liked sharon josh for a long time oh really for years and also like they they played clueless like every day on tbs and i gotta say i caught it every day i i I do want to say just really quick that when you said Mm -hmm. that you loved sharon josh i had a brief moment of panic where i was like scrolling through the uh, cast list trying to figure out who sharon josh was oh no (laughs) it's like wait no i don't remember i don't like i'm completely i'm so unprepared i don't know who this is the uh, main characters of the movie we just watched i didn't enunciate it and that's really bad that's a microphone crime it's like um when i was uh when, when i was a kid i remember um I was like in the car with, I, I don't remember if I was a little kid. My parents told me about it, that we were driving in the car once and they were having some conversation and I was in the backseat. My dad told my mom that they could be like Bonnie and Clyde and Rob Banks. And I was like, who's Rob Banks? Aww. <laughs> that's, my, that's my cute story of being a small child. That is a cute story. And that person, that's, there's definitely at least one person named Rob Banks. You know, there is. Oh, and they get that joke all the time. Oh, constantly. And we will get them on the show. <laughs> Every week, we have a different Rob Banks. <laughs> to find the one who robbed the The bank. one true. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get them on a microphone and try to get them to admit to their crimes. Oh, no. That's, like, too police statey to me. Well, mm. we, we should get them on the microphone and try to get them to admit to their crimes so that we can partake. Because <laughs> we got a- admit, admit to gotta uh, be gay to, and to, do to, crimes. They're cutting us in. <laughs> Fuck cops, do gay shit with your friends. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm trying to get back to Clueless. Um, sorry, I completely off off <laughs> Um, I loved Cher. Um, I like wanted to be her for a very long time. I still, and now I like I kind of am her. Uh, <laughs> She drops so many just like fine art references out of nowhere, and she can't. And, and she's a bad driver, which is right. like empirical empirical I mean, which, evidence that she's gay. I was going but. to. Say, I mean, I have, uh, <laughs> underlined. It's my uh, third bullet point in my uh, clueless notes. Can't drive. Underlined. It's, thick black line. It's my second note. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's right off the bat. I mean, it's the most important. Thing. It's a share. It, it's the it's the it's the smoking gun. Share dash bad driver dash gay. 
<laughs> that's the big thing. I mean, that's the that's the big. I mean, I guess that's my big like focus in the movie is that like one, she can't drive, and two, the fashion of this movie is so on point. It's so good. It all of it and like it's still so. So good. it's something I didn't necessarily notice. I mean, I guess I did because kind of the point of the movie to a certain extent. Mm. But like, and when I'm actually like actively paying attention to it, is like I love the fact that like every single scene she's in, she's wearing an entirely different outfit, and they're all bangers. And they're all bangers. I Every love. Single one. Okay, I mean, I definitely love the whole, like the whole opening, like um, when I don't know, like she has her like fashion program and everything, it's which is like totally so like, hilarious, like, 90s, like high tech, it's like so... yeah, like the high, the highest uh, <laughs> fashion tech that 1995 had to offer, right there. That definitely did not exist Blue for real. Mind, uh, it it uh, gave Bill Gates the idea for um, PowerPoint. <laughs> And in fact, if you rearrange the letters in Alicia Silverstone, you get um, Apple Macintosh, <laughs> which is uh, weird because Bill Gates um, was Windows. Yeah, but didn't he fire Steve Jobs or something? And that's why Steve Jobs swore his revenge. Whoa. And are we going to talk about Steve Jobs in every episode? Is this actually a Steve Jobs? Steve Jobs fan- is our fantastic? co-host, our silent, benevolent, well... Our <laughs> at least partner. I made a face that nobody can see for Alex. <laughs> <laughs> they felt it. <laughs> That's probably because true. Because everybody, all of our listeners made the exact same mm-hmm. face. And then I instinctively picked up my Apple iPhone. What's your history with Clueless? So I definitely did not watch Clueless that early on. Mm-hmm. Um, if I did, it would have been like on TV. Yeah. But we didn't own it or anything when I was a kid. Um, I didn't actually, like, sit down and watch it until I was at least in high school. Um, so it did not have as big of an impact on my life as it clearly did on young Nico. Do you have, do you have older siblings? No, I am the eldest. I have two older siblings, so that's probably where this came from for me. Right, so that's, right. So, uh, yeah, I, it was just me. So all the movies I grew up watching were, like, my parents' tasted mm. movies, like Clueless in 1995 was not necessarily, you know, my parents' bag. <laughs> it's, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite movies, but it's one of those ones that, like, I still find myself enjoying a lot every time I watch it, even though I don't choose to watch it that often. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like, I sort of, so I sort of consider Clueless to be, okay, so I sort of think of it as being kind of the middle sibling. Mm-hmm in like an unofficial trilogy of heathers Uh, clueless and mean girls that is so interesting which are all sort of like like three movies that each came out like you know a decade apart from each other you got heathers in the 80s you got clueless in the 90s you've got mean girls in the 2000s that all sort of are very very focused on similar themes like popularity in high school they have a big emphasis on fashion um, yeah, in general, yeah, I sort of think of those movies as being like each one is kind of like an update to the other. That is fascinating. That's so, so yeah, so I definitely saw Clueless after I'd already seen Heather's and after I'd already seen Mean Girls, and so it kind of like fit in. It's like, oh, this is kind of like the missing, like, because like each of those movies is also like so. They are so of their time. Of their time, yeah. So each of them of is like time. very, very. Each of them is like almost like a period piece. Yeah. Like it's like <laughs> someone like going in. Um, trying to capture like the spirit of you know that era's brand of teenager yeah i guess 
And yeah, so they end up touching a lot of the same themes. They have um, similar fashions in a lot of ways. Um, I feel like the opening like outfit from Clueless, where she's wearing like the yellow the yellow blazer with the mini skirt mm. and all that that that's an outfit that could be like directly out of Heather's. It's so good. That outfit and like we should watch, we should watch Heather's. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say we should watch Mean Girls. Oh, we should yeah, watch that too. too. One thing, although, okay, well, I don't know because Heather's though she doesn't really. Heather's kind of bucks the trend because she doesn't end up with a uh, Crispin Glover. <laughs> Crispin Glover? It's, it's Christian it's Slater. Christian it's Christian Slater. I was just gonna say it's so funny. <laughs> she, well, I um, wasn't. I wasn't wrong. She does not end up with Crispin Glover. It's in that true. Movie. She doesn't end up with either of them. I wish I'd seen Heather's when I was maybe like the same age that I saw um clueless because clueless like i really imprinted on it to the point where like now it's one of so many so few movies that i watch and i have like no intention of like distracting myself or looking away like it's such a like it's such a well written movie and such a like it's so funny it's so funny. It's very, very watchable. <laughs> yeah. It's very um, quick mm. in a way that a lot of 90s movies are, where it kind of moves from piece to piece really quickly. Um, I was watching it again, yeah, this time, most recently, and I was thinking it's really interesting that the movie is only an hour and a half long. So much happens! a lot longer. Like, so much happens in it, and, like, to the point that, like... Um, I forget of some movie of the... It almost feels like it doesn't have a plot to it. yeah. Because it, because like it sort of like moves from piece to piece, kind of so fluidly. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me, and, and it, I feel like that's like a very like '90s specifically style of directing mm-hmm. that maybe you don't see as often as, as so much these days. Where it's like there's not, it, it's sort of a bare bones plot, you know. Like yeah. the plot is just that like she's the popular girl in school. She decides to start like matching people up with other people, um, and then you know all the other stuff happens. Yeah, but. Uh, the main focus isn't necessarily like even on the plot. It's just like about the mood. It's about the setting. It's about the aesthetic. It's about like the slang yeah. and the outfits. It's about like the characters. It's, like it's very a character driven. Yeah, and that doesn't um, happen much. And I was right. Well, I, so I was talking about this um, earlier today with uh, Jesse, and um, yeah, I made that point. She's like, well, you know, it might not even be that it doesn't happen so much, but just like at this point, like you don't have a reason to be exposed to movies that are like that. It's like, maybe, maybe that's true. Like, I don't watch too many like high school movies that come out nowadays. So I don't know. Hmm. I was going to say like, I was thinking of those like three movies, like Heather's uh, Clueless and Mean Girls and like trying to think of like, well, if there was like a 2010s like version of that, like what would it be? Hmm. It's like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I've seen enough recent movies to like fill in that gap maybe maybe power rangers i don't know maybe the- <laughs> so, yeah, i didn't realize until i was researching for this episode that this that clueless is an adaptation of a jane austen novel. yes i had no idea so many of these are too and i mean i guess and like sort of a lot of it makes sense, mm. like in that context. But yeah, I had I had absolutely no idea that yeah, it's based off of um, Emma mm-hmm. by Jane Austen from eighteen fifteen, but set you know um, one hundred and eighty years in the future. <laughs> Can you imagine if Jane Austen <laughs> so clueless? Step step fell fell up into a uh, into into a manhole in the eighteen fifties. <laughs> 
popped out in the 1990s and yeah this is playing in theaters it's it's like um it's like that episode of doctor who you know where um doctor who goes back in time and like brings vincent van gogh to the future oh, yeah. and like shows them like everyone loving his i never watched it i've i just have a tumblr so yeah i mean so yeah that's basically all of my experience with clueless is that yeah i watched it when i was slightly older mm. i was thinking um another thing i sort of thought of to say about it is that like so watching it again mm. I didn't realize how much of, of like the dialogue of that movie had like rubbed off on like my day to day speech. Like what? Without me even realizing, like all the dialogue in that movie is so iconic. It's so and good. So many, like, really great lines. Um, yeah, I mean, I wrote down like a bunch of ones that just like jumped out to me. But yeah, there's like things that like you know I sort of like pepper in you know my idiosyncrasies mm-hmm. in my daily speech that like yeah are definitely directly traced from this movie and I didn't even realize because it sort of like infected my brain. It's like Shakespearean it's, in a way. This movie, like I'm not being sarcastic when I say this film is high art. It's like it's so important for so many reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say I. So yeah, oh, um, come on the same topic like. When I first watched this movie, I guess sort of like thinking about it again watching it this time. Like when I watched this movie, I was for the first time I was so taken by like the flow of dialogue and like the way that like the characters in the movie speak. So there's like two movies that like it's and it's sort of embarrassing now, but that like I kind of actively tried to mirror my speech around. Um, which was Clueless and uh, A Clockwork Orange. Oh no! <laughs> and just like, like, this, like, like the, just, and not even like, in, not even like real life, because like I didn't like talk in real life. Yeah. Just like I was like I was, um, yeah, I was. Uh, it made a really strong impression. I was like, yeah, this is like what this is like what cool people like talk like. It's <laughs> like the weird like the, the 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 combination of like one like super kind of. Like super like high school like teen slang, but mixed with like also like highly academic like very verbose very big words, that kind of thing. That is so interesting. It's just, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's definitely something that like I think about now and sort of a cringe, but I was like, oh, yeah, like, like I course. definitely like wanted to like yeah mimic this in my like daily life. I mean, we all um, we all cringe at who we were in high school. If we're not cringing at who we were in high school, then we're still that person so uh-huh. yeah it's a really good school <laughs> y'all got coke here <laughs> um uh, yeah this yeah, is america, america. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so should we i guess yeah i said you want to sort of start us off um i guess like what the movie is about sure okay so um Cher is a very affluent teen girl. Um, She lives in a giant house in Beverly Hills. And um, it's just like her and her dad in that house. And it's and like their their various help. And um, really just the one. They have the one maid. They have the maid. Who does everything. And they reference the gardener. Okay. Um, Right. And... She is like, you know, normal teen. She goes to school. She has friends. Um, except she's not normal because she's incredibly rich. And I cannot uh, relate to that at all. And uh, right. <laughs> Except at, le- at least at that school. Like, yeah. They're sort of all incredibly rich. 
Like, for the yeah. most part. At least everyone in her social circle is. I think they all have to be, unless, like, some of them are on scholarship or whatever, but, um... Right, like, I guess they probably all come from, like, rich families, like, even, like, the slacker stoner kids. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's probably, like, a good school that they're going to. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, like, so fancy. They have, like, grounds and stuff, and... Right. It definitely starts, like, it definitely establishes you, like, right off the bat, like... It's the 1990s, like, from the <laughs> opening credits. Like, the, 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 the bright neon... Uh, bright uh, neon. Opening, like, title cards with, like, yeah, like, all the bright colors. And there's, like, the whole, like, montage set to, um... Is it is it No Doubt in the opening montage? Or does that come later on? That comes later on. I was just gonna say Just a Girl is... Just a Girl plays when she, when we meet her dad. Um, right. The that made the strongest impression on me but like this you get that you get the whole like you get the opening montage yeah. that sets you firmly in the 90s you've got like all the all the bright colors all the uh you got like roller rollerbladers everywhere yeah people are rollerblading and skateboarding and where like using those weird like lipstick applicator brush things um <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um and so it establishes pretty early on like share like takes care of her dad in like a like a cute way like um like make sure he gets his vitamin c and stuff like that and right because um, her because her mom died during a uh routine liposuction <laughs> procedure she's such a betty she finds her friend dion played by stacy dash back when stacy dash was still black and um that's the first thing i wrote down uh, not that but just the uh, the scene where they uh, sort of meet mm. up and like they have their like total like matching like their their blazers and their skirts yes. like got her like yellow two piece and like Dion's got her like black and white like they got their like yeah checkered like two piece blazer and skirt combo this total like it's just yeah. it's just it's, perfect it's real good every we are I mean we are we already touched on the uh, fashion software all of the fashions the, uh, are highly advanced technology perfect um. I don't want to spend too much time on the synopsis, but, um, so Cher starts, like, um, trying to quote-unquote help people because she gets her report card and it's not great, so she, she like, basically just, like, manipulates all her teachers into, into raising her grades, um, but right. her one teacher is, like, too alone and sad and miserable to like to give her a break so she sets him up with um with another teacher it's mr hall and miss geist and right miss geist. It's, uh, it's uh mr um inconceivable miss <laughs> <laughs> geist and miss geist too just really quick i uh, we don't need to dwell too long on it i do want to point out that the actress who plays miss geist's name is twink kaplan and now we've addressed it. Uh, now we can move on. I don't think we can because after we saw that, <laughs> I watched this this with Blaze and Jelani, and after we saw that come up in the credits, um, well, first of all, Blaze screamed, <laughs> <laughs> and then we both changed our Instagram display names. <laughs> <laughs> so blazes is uh call me twink kaplan all in caps and mine is call me twunk kaplan all in caps <laughs> perfect <laughs> so follow us <laughs> so 
Okay, so so, so, so sorry, we're uh, we're just. I mean, we need to we need to we need to cancel the podcast. We need to. I mean, this is a, this is a hundred percent. Like I know we did, we did the, I mean, we did this the whole last episode. Okay, like we 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 did the bit, but this is not a bit. This isn't a joke. This is a Twink Kaplan appreciation podcast, and we need Twink. to hunt down everything Twink Kaplan has been in, and we need to. I mean, this is this is an element of popular culture that has not been adequately addressed. This is a Twink Kaplan appreciation life, I must say. That's our um, second t-shirt. Yes, it is. TM. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Okay, yeah, so, 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 um, yeah, so we meet, so we meet, um, yeah, we, we meet Mr. Uh, Princess Briar. We, we meet uh, Miss, Miss Twink. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also meet the, uh, the the lesbian gym teacher. Yes, she is. Which is, you know, which is definitely, which is obligatory, which is definitely a very 90s stereotype. But, again, definitely something we need to touch on because that's sort of our Absolutely. thing. Um, she is the only confirmed lesbian. Uh, confirmed. The rest are confirmed in a different way. But anyways. Um, right. Uh so Mr. Hall and Ms. Geist get together and um, shares grades improve. And she decides like from, from that, that she's going to like keep doing quote unquote good deeds. And then right. um, a new girl comes to school. Uh, and we meet Ty. I love Ty. <laughs> Played by Brittany Murphy. I think it was her first role. And Br- I yeah, think the, she was the, like the 15. Brittany Murphy. I think she was like actually 15. I can believe it. So, like, she's perfect in every way. And she's so I have, cute. Uh, I have written down, Ty, exclamation point, could be a farmer. <laughs> I have, t- <laughs> I have, Ty, three exclamation points, ill-fitting pants, plaid, band shirt, dye job, quote, I've never had straight friends before. <laughs> like, mood, big mood right there. 100%. I'm going to bring that up later. Anyways, <laughs> so um, Cher like adopts Ty basically, and um, since she is so quote unquote clueless, um, she—that's hey. what she calls her. I get it, I get it now. <laughs> that's the name of the thing. Well, I think it might come huh. up again later in the movie. A motif, a theme. It may be. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion. So yes, um, so they wash. I do. I do just want to say I do appreciate a movie that not only has the balls to slip in the name of the movie once in the actual script, but does twice. it twice, two, two separate times. times. Once in the near beginning and once in the near end, like bookends. Oh, and also, so also shares um, ex stepbrother is like hanging around the house. And the backstory on on him, I guess, is that his mom and Cher's dad were married briefly five years prior. They were they were they were barely barely married. even married. And so Josh, played by Paul Rudd, who has not aged a damn day, um, he really hasn't. I was surprised. He's just like, as beautiful. Ant-Man, like is yeah, if not more so. Um, he's definitely, yeah. He's got he's got good bones, you know, and he keeps his skin on him. <laughs> If you know what I mean. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, just a, just, a, just a big thing of bones, all right? I, weird. So Josh is, Josh is just around. I think he goes to school nearby, and so he's around in that way. And like 
he goes to school. He goes to like college. He's in like a law school, or he's at least an undergrad. He's an undergrad. I'm okay. So I have always been confused slash concerned about this. Um, Cher turns sixteen over the course of this film. Right. So I was curious. I was like, okay, like maybe like it's definitely like sort of. I mean, we're jumping ahead a little mm-hmm. bit in the plot, but I, you know, you know what the plot of Clueless is. Like, come on, there's definitely the the the, the, the age gap, yeah. thing. And then the whole movie, I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's maybe like, you know, she's probably like a senior, like he's in his early twenties. It's not like that big of a thing. But then, like at the end of the movie, she definitely says, like, specifically, she spells it out that she's sixteen years 16. old, and like, and the um, and she's not, she she's she just turned sixteen too. Like, I think she's fifteen at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, because um. And that's because she's getting her driver's license. Yeah, Ty... She, she, um, she, she took her test. Ty, at one point, is like... No, wait. Um, when they're first meeting Ty, they're sitting at lunch, and Cher is like, Ty, how old are you? And Ty's like, I'll be 16 in May. Actually, no, I have to do her voice because she's from, like, like Hackensack. <laughs> she's like, I'll be 16 in May. <laughs> and Cher's like, all right, well, my birthday's in April. So let me give you some advice because I'm a little older. So right. I guess April passes over the course of this film. And right. also the timeline is super sketchy in this in this movie. But I, I always kind of like peg Josh hopefully at like 18 or 19. Um, I know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, my, <laughs> I feel like he's definitely at least in his 20s. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, 18 or 19, that's like, I mean, if he's 19, he's like barely out of high school. What I, when I say 18 or 19, I have, I have some evidence to back it up. Exhibit A. In the first scene with Josh, he is wearing a plaid shirt open underneath an Amnesty International t-shirt. Exhibit B. Okay. Exhibit B, he has a girlfriend named Heather. She is definitely a lesbian and maybe a turf. <laughs> 19 is when you date not... your turf. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> and it's when you have your uh, Amnesty International. Yeah, phase. yeah, it, 100%. That's when mine was. And um, he also is. he also takes himself too seriously. So that's like, that's why I think he's early college. Okay, well, I mean, just looking at their ages, Paul Rudd is—he was like tw- he was like twenty-five. Like Alicia Silverstone. He was like twenty-five in the in the like when they were filming. So yeah, Alicia Silverstone would have been um, would have been nineteen in Clueless. So he Love would have that. been twenty-seven. Ooh. Sorry, this is very obvious. <laughs> we're dwelling. Uh, there is also, I do want to at least point out, there is also Elton, um, who is Cher's awful friend. I hate Elton. He's such such a douche. Um, I have read Elton, can you suck? <laughs> he sure can. Um, I, um, I do. He does, although I to give him his one, I mean, to be fair, this is before we ever meet anything else about his character. His very first line in the movie is one of my favorite lines in the whole movie, which is, I can't find my cranberry CD. I need to go to the quad before someone snags it. <laughs> Which I, very, mean, I need to get that tattoo very like, relatable. across my chest. It's very relatable. It's like it that's is. I do want to point out 
Elton has very coiffed hair. Beautiful hair. He's very well dressed. So I'm thinking <laughs> Elton's whole thing is, one, he's a giant douchebag. Mm-hmm. Two, I think he may be closeted gay. I think mm. he's trying too hard mm. as a result of that, which does not excuse any of his terrible, terrible actions. actions. But, I mean, he just his hair is so poofy, and he listens exclusively to um, the Cranberries. Only to the Cranberries. <laughs> he only listens to the Cranberries. <laughs> that is homosexual which, activity. I mean, sounds like me in high school. Mm, so. A read. A self-read. Um, they do go they go to a party um Cher takes Cher takes Ty to the party because she's trying to hook Elton up with Mm -hmm. Ty because she's still doing her matchmaking thing there's a couple things there's one a very Savic dance scene it's so gay between (laughs) Cher and Ty it's very very I mean it's the most it's it's the most sensually (laughs) scene in the movie um two uh, there's a scene where they're in the kitchen and just in the background, it's just an extra, but in the background behind Cher and Ty while they're talking, there is a very, very butch woman chugging. Vodka. Oh my God. I've never noticed that. There. I mean, I, I mean, I have heard this le- lesbian in the background behind Cher chugging. Oh my vodka. gosh. She's very jumped out to me. Cause I'm sort of scanning, you know, I'm scanning the background. I'm, I'm looking for the you little, watch little, little the extras, the, the jigsaw. Oh man. But yeah, uh, re- yeah, rewatch that scene, rewatch the kitchen scene, and yeah, just keep an eye out for the uh, the, the the high school girl in the background chugging a bottle of vodka. And you'll, you'll see what I'm about. I think um, speaking to the um, the closeted aggression that may be happening, may or may not. Mm-hmm. I think um, Amber and Cher have kind of like a. What is the word? Is it sundere? Sundere. Well, sundere, I think, is the thing where you are very over-the-top aggressively mean to somebody as a way of processing your feelings of affection toward them. Like, trying too hard to be mean to somebody because you like them is the uh, trope. Okay. Okay, so sundere is... A Japanese term for a character development process that describes a person who is initially cold and sometimes even hostile before gradually showing a warmer, friendly, friendlier side over time. That's not it. Because what I'm discussing right now... Um, oh, yuck. Okay. So Yandere is like the opposite. Um, like somebody who starts out really, really nice, but they actually end up being yeah. really mean. Um, okay. So... It, it's not really either of those things, but there's like a there's some kind of like fan fiction word for it, um, where it's like they're mean to hide their true feelings. Uh, I mean, I think I think that I think that is what you're. Th- I think you are thinking of the tsundere. Is that what I'm that, thinking? Because that, that's definitely like what I was thinking of too. I think I just like from the context. Mm-hmm. I think maybe people slightly misuse the phrase. Okay, I'll take that. Right. Um, so yeah, definitely sort of the. Uh, Sort of the vibe <laughs> I get from the two of them, um, her and Cher, yeah. is that maybe at one point, like, when they were in, like, elementary school, they might have been, like, best friends. Mm. And then, like, they kind of, they, they had a falling out, they grew apart as they uh, went into high school, and now they're uh, mortal enemies. Yeah, and they also have, like, sexual tension. The one thing right, that really exactly. got me... I mean, that's, that might be, like, what sort of what the falling out is about. 
Yeah, because they like they were like at a sleepover and they were like, we should kiss once. And then they did it and they both enjoyed it. And they were like, no, we must never speak again. Right. Um, it's all it's all the subtext. Yeah. It was all it was all in the original um, in the original manga. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't know because you didn't read the original manga. Um, there's, cause there's that one scene at the party where Amber is wearing like the dress that Cher was wearing the day before and Cher was like, was that you going through my laundry? And I was like, that's the gayish fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that is definitely does feel like a very, that, I mean, that feels like a, a, a gay pickup line. Right? Like, like the, the kind the, the kind the kind of flirting I get from like the, the gay dudes at work. You know what? Same. All right, so after the party, um, Cher, Elton is driving Cher home, and he tries to, like, make out with her, and she's like, I don't want this. And he's like, come on! And she's like, I don't. And Fucking then, uh, like, he gets kind of, like, he's, like, aggressive, and then she gets out of the car, and he drives away. And then, and then, and then she, she gets, gets, she gets mugged. mugged. She gets mugged by a uh, by a uh, neon clown. <laughs> the the, si- the clown doesn't mug her, but she's standing next to the sign when she gets mugged. She <laughs> she gets mugged at gunpoint. She says my favorite line. She because the mugger t- tells her to lay on the floor and count to a hundred while he runs away, and she she's like, I can't. This isn't a liar. <laughs> And a what a? It's like a totally important designer. <laughs> so let's just speed uh, up the rest so of that. So Cher gets moved by clown sign. Um, next thing I have is fit waiter. There's a scene where they're in a diner. Um, Elton re- re- rejected Ty. Um, she's crying. They're trying to make her feel better. They're in a diner uh, checking out the boys. And there is an extremely fit waiter who walks by and they're like with the uh it's got he's got the biceps he's got the sleeves rolled up all the way yeah he just saying he made it in my is notes. gay um they well they like they cat call him a little bit while he's on the job a little bit and um it's revealed that shares a virgin and that's very important for later on um new boy at school christian christian and um he talks like it is like approximately 1944 right he's got the whole like yeah like uh i mean sure's dad says it he's got he's got the rat pack yeah christian like owns a zoot suit like for sure um he listens where can i park (laughs) he listens to billy holiday in his old car um shares like (laughs) share like is also into him and she's like i'm gonna lose my virginity to this guy that i have known for one minute and then she like tries to put the moves on him and uh he like runs away (laughs) and then she's talking it over in the car with murray and dion um and murray is like that is a gay man and Cher is like what and dion's like well he can dress clinched it he's he's a he's a disco dancing oscar wilde reading strays and ticket holding friend of dorothy you know what i'm saying i do want to point out just a couple things uh just in in regards to christian um one 
there is definitely the scene in class. It's, it's during the montage where Cher is trying to get his mm-hmm. attention by like giving herself flowers and chocolates and things like that. And it's like he's in the background reading William S. Burroughs, he like very, very on the nose. Shame. Like there is like once you're once you're once you're looking for it, like there are so many like little pieces. Like I, I love the whole. So they go they go to a ska concert. It is the worst, the most embarrassing like, thing I've ever seen. But yes, they go to a ska <laughs> concert slash party. Yeah, a couple of important things happen there. Uh, one, I mean, so you get the whole scene with Ty and Cher talking about how great Christian is and how much Cher likes mm-hmm. him. Uh, while Ty, or not, uh, while uh, Christian is at the bar, like flirting with the hot waiter. <laughs> um. You also get uh, Josh shows up. Josh shows up, and he does dance with Ty uh, because he shows that he shows up to keep an eye on um, Cher because it's, he's jealous of, or whatever. He's kind it's of a so weird, but he does. Um, kind of important for one of my big takeaways from this is um, Cher's point that he definitely immediately finds like the oldest man in the room to like. <laughs> Like before, before the dance team with for any of that stuff, he definitely like zeroes in on like this one big like Papa Bear in the crowd, oh. and they have a big talk about you know a whatever you know probably William as girls, mm. yeah. And then later, um, Sharon Ty like want to leave, and uh, and Christian's still going because he wants to go dancing, I guess. <laughs> and um, right with all, with all the with all the dudes in the band. Yeah, he's like with all of the dudes and like uh like so sincerely comfortable and uh <laughs> you also get the uh there's there's the part where uh, where uh, it's, it's during that same like sort of uh dancing montage kind of scene where uh Cher and uh Christian are dancing mm-hmm. and then like Christian like completely like stops dancing with her and like starts dancing with like yes there's the like just a like, guy <laughs> it's like still during the part where she's talking about like how like into her he is <laughs> totally just completely oblivious it's so funny uh and then yeah you get the uh you get the part of them afterward um she tries to put the moves on him in her house he he brings over spartacus yes um they're watching movies on her bed uh <laughs> She, she's trying to like rub up and it's like oh my feet are cold and he just like gets up and like, <laughs> and, like puts it over her feet she's like okay now watch this <laughs> um there is something just because this is where it popped up in my notes Cher's dad who does live alone hmm. he has a lot of busts of Julius Caesar oh my gosh that's and he has in his office all over the house <laughs> is everywhere there are I mean there are statues of like naked men he's also been all over he's house. also been divorced several times he has right a confirmed bachelor perhaps it, yeah definitely wow. he's he's a he's a big fan of those, <laughs> uh, of those, those greco-romans so what else um so um then christian uh yeah christian rebuffs her it turns out um it's because mm-hmm. he's gay um share and Cher moves yeah, on. Cher's fine. Cher, you know, she she's 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 cool with it. She's like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Like, actually, and we're actually good friends. Like, he's my shopping yeah. buddy now. And she actually like, cause, and that makes a lot of sense to me also because, like, earlier they're talking about when they're talking about how Cher's a virgin. Um, she's like, I'm picky, and um, I have a note here that says Cher picky because she's gay. But um, 
Right. So there's definitely a lot of stuff. I mean, one, there's the big ones she can't drive. She can't. But also, like, she, it's a point she hits on multiple times how, like, awful high school yeah. boys are. And if are. you take out the word like, high school, how, the, the high, high school boys are like dogs, you know? They're like dogs. And then she'll, and then she'll find later that when they get older, still dogs. She's so wise. She's so wise. And then Ty starts, yeah, Ty's kind of come into her own, uh, because I guess so. She, she, she has like a, there's some dudes at the mall who are like picking on her and like Christian rushes in and like saves her because they're dangling her over the edge of the yeah. balcony. And so she has her near death experience and becomes super popular because of that. Um, <laughs> She's talking yeah, sort about of like, it, it, she's talking about the near-death experience and shares like oh yeah that reminds me of when i was held at gunpoint and they're like <laughs> and they're just like oh well anyway right before they just like right interrupted like die. wait no no she was talking <laughs> and then like uh and then and dion starts talking to going to ty for sex advice and that's like a huge deal um right so this is this is this is a uh this is kind of an important point. point is that um so Ty has her, yeah, her big moment. Her she kind of becomes more popular. Um, Amber sort of swoops in. She kind of takes the opportunity yeah. to like steal her out from like underneath Cher. The whole like, yeah, like Cher, Cher wants to hang out with her, and she's like, oh yeah, you know what? Uh, not tonight. I'm going to Melrose. We're with going Amber. to Melrose. And Amber's like, we're going to Melrose. We're going to, we're going to Melrose. <laughs> yeah. So like, I feel like Amber is definitely date. like taking the initiative to like get in there, like steal something On away a... from Cher because you know she's got those unresolved feelings. Say that. Yeah. So that happens, and then Cher takes her driving test, and it goes really poorly because not only is she a terrible driver, she is deeply distracted, and um. Right. So she does a terrible job <laughs> and right. um, she gets home and like, and Ty is there with Josh and like flirting with Josh and Cher uh, is like um, annoyed about it, but she can't figure out why, which is another reason why Cher is very much me. Uh, she and Ty have a fight because Ty like says she's into Josh and Cher's uh, annoyed about it, but she doesn't right. know why. And then she's walking around and there's a uh I, there's definitely there's, there's a line um from uh ty's like oh yeah we were talking about the difference between high school girls and college girls and it's ever it so bad oh my god <laughs> like fucking not, not my favorite person in the movie like prop props to paul rudd like he's got his good bones but he's just like he's just like every that's another another point for young college because he is like every guy that I interacted with my like freshman and sophomore year of college. It's just, it's just, it's, he's, he's just, okay. So he's totally just like that, like college dude. He's just like, he's like mm-hmm. in his twenties or maybe he's 18 or 19 or whatever. I'm he's just praying that he's 18 or he 19. He spends way too much time hanging around <laughs> high school with girls. high school age girls. And yeah, I dated one of those too when I was 16. Yeah. He's just kind of like, I wear hemp pants and I'm kind of woke a little bit and i want to be an, an environmental lawyer for some reason <laughs> i wear birkenstocks there is another really great scene full of that that deep deep subtext here <laughs> where um it's after Cher realizes that she does have to uh, i wrote this down too and there's there's well I, I will see if it's the same thing because they're sitting on the couch like talking like they're watching a movie and there's a statue in the background 
of a naked man <laughs> and just the entire conversation the statue was just completely rubbing his junk it's like wow like this is the, like this is some like, deep deep symbolism like this is some deep subtext here all right that's not what i wrote down <laughs> okay because when share when share arrives at her epiphany and the the fountain is there there are lights and it is the bisexual flag colors. <laughs> God, this is there's such a such a deep. Movie. There's so much depth, so and this important. is definitely way before <laughs> there was a bisexual flag. <laughs> but whatever. I don't know about when, that. Wait, or, googling it? Yeah, it's a good Google. Okay, yeah, 1998. Mm. We are still three years out. So yeah, this was so, so actually it was, uh, it's a it's a very it's a little known fact the uh, bisexual flag colors rapid is inspired by this it's scene from Clueless. One hundred percent. From clueless, just like everything else in the world. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking down here. Yeah, it's a uh, number. It's a, it's the third result in Google. Six facts you never knew about the bisexual <laughs> flag. Um, and yeah, all six of them are. They were inspired by the uh, scene in Clueless where uh, Alicia Silverstone realizes that she has feelings for Paul Rudd, even though she's totally. Even though she thought she was going to be <laughs> with Dion for the rest of her days. <laughs> Or any other woman she's ever met. Um, okay, so we're almost done. She like realizes she loves Josh. Um, she feels inadequate. She starts doing a whole bunch of like philanthropist type things, like organizing for the food drive, and she becomes the queen of the food drive. Right. And like she's nice to the stoner kid, even though she was mean to him before. And like you know, philanthropist stuff. And um, <laughs> right. One more. One more uh, background thing during this mm-hmm. part of the movie, when um, yeah, it's when she's doing all the uh, the fundraiser stuff. Um, there is a scene where she is in class, and it's when she actually mm-hmm. volunteers. And there's this guy who is sitting next to her. He's wearing this like blue silk paisley button up. Go off. Go off. I'm baby. just saying. I'm, I'm getting. <laughs> I'm getting the vibes. Um, but then the very next scene is where she's actually like volunteering, like for mm-hmm. the food drive, and the same guy is like helping her out. It's, it's definitely I the same actor. That. And yeah, he's wearing another belt uh, button up, but this time it's like blue, like <laughs> crushed velvet, like totally sheer. Like, what a man's! I love that. Um, a man's uh, man. A real man's man. Um, a real friend of Dorothy. Um, so, oh wait, okay, so. We gotta we gotta splice this back in when we're talking about the fight that Cher and Ty have because the most important line in the entire movie um, is when Cher is like, "I feel weird about you and Josh for some reason," and Ty is like, "What do you know? You're a virgin who can't drive." And that's my <laughs> favorite line in the entire movie. I screamed Iconic. it. I, screamed. I mean, Big I always mood. do. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> okay. All right. So back to where we were. Um, so Cher is laying all this groundwork. Um, she like she and Ty make up because Ty is obviously into this stoner guy that she's been into since the beginning of the movie. Um, Cher and Josh get together at the end. They have a kiss on the stairs. And then... Um, the two teachers that Cher got together in the beginning have a, get married and whatever. And that's how it ends. Right. 
Yeah. And that's it. That's the end. All right. Um, on to the good stuff. <laughs> this is also where, yeah, Cher definitely, I mean, okay, this is where I noticed. I guess, yeah, as she said, she does say it earlier in the way how old she is, but she definitely re, 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 retouches on the fact that she's 16 years old. It's just like, it's the very last thing in the movie. And just like, God, like this college dude just like totally macking on this 16 year old chick in public, so isn't it? Like, just totally shameless. Bad. And it's like, uh, clueless, wow. more like a shameless. <laughs> I love this film, and it's like, I feel like the age difference didn't even, like, strike me as quickly as the this is her stepbrother thing. Right. Like, that always weirded me out more than, this, than the age difference when I was younger, and now uh, and now it's kind of 50-50. It's, it's sort of, I mean, it's sort of flipped around for me, because, like, he is her stepbrother, but they're like, not related. He definitely like they they aren't related at all, and also like they her 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 dad and his mom were not married, very married long. So there is like a sort of weird like yeah familiar uh, bent to it, but like it's, yeah. it's not it's huge. Like... It's it's I, I, for for me it's definitely the uh, age difference, which is anywhere from yeah four years to eight years <sighs> if we're going by like Paul Rudd and Leisha Silverstone's <laughs> actual like I, I know I could I could definitely easily see like if you're just like dropping Leisha Silverstone down from 19 to 16 for this movie Paul Rudd could have been like I definitely saw him as being like 24 I hate that I mean for my own peace of mind I need him to be like 19 but that's still not great this is, I mean this is this, okay this is this is the process this is why it's we're doing so the bad so um <laughs> All right, so let's go back to be- the beginning of our notes. Let's let's fl- let's flip back around. Everyone, turn back to uh, page one if you're uh, following along at home with your own notes, because obviously you also did your own clueless watch along after our previous and you episode, took notes. so that you're prepared. Um, I actually, yes. you know what? I actually don't want to go in order. I want to start with something that I think is very meaty. Yes, um, not meat. This is a Christian-based podcast. I love Christian very much. Um, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant like yeah, faith. This is a like Christian podcast. Like this is a very, we are very religious. <laughs> so Christian in his first scene, um, he does that sexy lean in the doorway. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, Cher drops her pen on purpose so that he'll pick it up and he picks it up and he says, nice stems. Which is not a, a thing that anybody says. <laughs> nobody nobody picks up a pen and says, "Hey, nice legs." Like <laughs> nobody <laughs> says that. So I I wrote that down and I said I said nice abs compulsory. <laughs> Moving on, Christian goes to. I mean, like we already know Christian is gay, but I have so, I have a spin. So Christian goes to pick up share, and um, Josh answers the door. And Christian is wearing a full fedora and, um, like, the rest of his outfit is great. And he's, like, he, like, does, like, a little, like, spin past Josh. And in that moment, I wanted them to kiss. Um, <laughs> it is the uh, it is the second most sexually charged scene after a tie-in It Sheriff really is. Scene. So then um, I noticed something in that scene, something very important. Just that Christian is a little shorter than uh, than most men, I'd say. He's a short king. Um, okay. So okay. it was from there that I thought, I think Christian is trans. I think he's trans mm. and gay. And 
He okay. wants and one one thing about being transmasculine as I have experienced is that you may miss that like feminine sort of socialization aspect, that feminine connection. Okay. So he was so my what I posit is that Christian is trans and he misses feminine connection, but he's gay, so he doesn't want to date women, but he misses his gal pals. So Okay. Sharon Christian, WLW, MLM, Solidarity. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so, uh, yeah, I sort of, so my, okay, so I've got a couple of big takeaways from this movie. Um, one, obviously, so Paul Rudd's okay, but in general, this movie would have been so much more concrete and so much more of a complete So much more better. If... The plot of the movie was that Cher spends all this time trying to hook her new friend Ty up with these dudes and just not working out. Mm. Because obviously they're in love. And the movie ends with Ty and Cher getting together. Beautiful kiss. I mean, again, we've already established they have Mm -hmm. their dance scene. Um, Ty is obviously bisexual. We have um, Cher's Mm. history with Amber. We have all this stuff, all, all this uh, very important, um, and it's there, you know, it's not even subtext. There is it's just, so like, there. much. It's got to like look and it's, uh, it's all, it's all mm-hmm. just right there. But, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I, I definitely uh, shift <laughs> uh, Ty and Cher in this movie much more than anyone else. I mean, Paul, I mean, again, Paul Rudd's okay. Like respect to Paul Rudd, but like, I just, I just, I just cannot care at all about his character in this movie he's he so drag. there's so many like, there's so much evidence to support that i have a lot of direct quotes too but hit, hit us with that uh with them clues um okay well there are all these things that Cher says and like watching it you're supposed to just think like oh she's saying that because she's trying to talk her friend up and whatever but like it is all so specific and romantic. There's a scene where Cher is like taking photos of her friends out like in the gardens and she like gives Ty a flower and like I and like takes her away from the rest of the friends and like plays with her hair and stuff to like get it all all like floofy and gorgeous. And um she's <laughs> taking pictures and Elton is is there and he's like I'm the worst but um she's beautiful and shares share says isn't she classic she's like one of those Botticelli chicks like you don't you don't say that <laughs> you don't say that true. you don't just say you don't Very you true. don't drop a Botticelli reference about somebody that you have lukewarm feelings for and right. also um there's like the part where um Sharon Elton are in the car and She's like, she, this is another huge deal. The fact that Cher is like, like more or less oblivious to how obvious Elton is about how much he like is into her or whatever. Like her, she's completely just like chugging along. She's like, didn't I look cute tonight? I love her hair when it's all wild, but I also love when it's up and it's, there's those tendrils and stuff. Like, right. Tendrils. Yeah, she, I mean, she's entirely too distracted. She's too distracted by, by Ty's beauty. Ty, by beauty to even yet yeah, notice this this total this total douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Like and like probably even share herself thinks she's just talking up her friend, but she is so damn specific. And then there's the part right. uh, in the at the Scott 
party where um, Amber Amber's there with Elton flaunting in front of Cher. So Cher's Cher um, and entire talking and Ty is like, do you think um, do you think Amber's prettier than me? And Cher says, oh no, she's a total Monet. <laughs> <laughs> pretty from far away but you get up it's close a big old it's, mess. <laughs> it's a big old mess like those two art references are so necessary because like she's using them both to gas up Ty and those mm-hmm. are those those are the art references in the movie and then later on she's like she seems oblivious to art mm-hmm. so like I feel like she only knows knows art in like a sapphic sense <laughs> right exactly she 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 knows yeah. what she likes oh my say. gosh <laughs> it's, it's 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 got a it's got a tune in the <laughs> to it. so yeah so obviously okay so yeah so we've established that um christian is gay he and totally trans. is we've established that ty and Cher are mm-hmm. meant to be um what about josh josh because he definitely again as i said he's got not a lot going on in this movie. He's again, he's got the older dude kind of kind of creepy hanging around high school yeah. thing. I think he needs to redirect his focus in a different direction. I feel like um, I I am concerned because I feel like Josh is exhibiting some very like some very straight qualities. I feel like I don't really read any anything queer in Josh. I feel like Josh, if anything, is the type of person who says he's queering he's queering heterosexuality by having threesomes, <laughs> or like by by being like poly or something or kinky. Right. Meow. So here's my, here's my here's my <laughs> one thing. Okay, and I sort of touched on both of these a little bit earlier, but so Josh clearly has a gravitation toward older learned men. So maybe he's a little bit of a, a, a sapiosexual, which, I mean, we won't get into it. And then you also have Cher's dad, who, one, has Julius Caesar busts all over his house, marble statues of naked men all over his house, confirmed bachelor. Cannot hold a wife down. I mean, Cannot to be fair, the first down, one no. died. What I am... Is there something sinister saying? in that? <laughs> Well, not even sinister. I'm just saying, so we've already established, look, okay, there's already an age gap in this movie between Cher and Josh. So let's just and there's already a, st- like, a weird step family Cher is off limits because she's a child. She's 16 years old. Josh is, look, for my purposes, I'm assuming Josh is in his 20s. He's an adult. Fine. He can make his own decisions. I think Cher's dad and Josh might have a little bit of a love connection going on. I'm just saying he he's choosing he's choosing on on his break from college to come and stay with like his ex stepdad. Like why? Like he just wants wow. to come home and just spend some quality time with Daddy. <laughs> he wants to come home and spend some quality time with Zaddy. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! And you know, and and obviously, like, and he's in like Cher's dad. He is. Uh, he's wrapped up in his work. He's got a lot going on. So, you know, Josh hits the club. He goes out. He goes out to have a good time. He finds some other, you know, an, an older, an older learned gentleman, spends like a nice evening with him. I just think that, yeah, if, I, I think that Josh, Josh and Cher's dad 
maybe and i mean we don't know what happens after that the is credits, true you know? they never made clueless 2 they didn't make clueless the tv series but i haven't seen I it so for all i know the plot of the series could worst. be that josh and Cher's relationship implodes and josh ends up with Cher's dad maybe he was with Cher's it's dad okay because along. i mean again i mean he he is he is his stepfather but again as we establish earlier on they were barely, barely married. married and they were barely married if it's if it's okay and if the if the movie is okay with there being an age gap between Cher who is 16 years old and Josh who's in college and then being stepbrother and stepsister the mm-hmm. logic follows that it would perfectly be fine if Josh and Cher's dad also had an age gap and were stepbrother it's honestly and like there is the, the relationship is the it's same. honestly more fine because there's like it's indisputably it's legal because, because neither of them is <laughs> indisputably legal and it's honestly it like is. they are both they are both legal adults josh can make his own it's decisions. healthier too because josh is it like is. like if we look at this really really truly through this lens like the night of the ska party josh was like working with zaddy and they were and he was like getting antsy because he apparently wanted to go check in on Cher or whatever make sure Cher wasn't macking on anyone apparently and um and uh Monsieur Horowitz was just like yeah like go have fun that's so healthy if we're looking Uh at this in in terms of a relationship there's all that like toxic relationship nonsense absolutely there's a lot there's a lot of trust there like and that's what, and I think that's what Josh needs. He doesn't. I mean, he's doesn't need to be going from relationship to relationship like this, like moving from high, from, you know, these college girls to these high school girls, should, all this stuff. He, he just needs some stability. He needs a little bit of. He, yeah, he's a nice, grown up, responsible, and plus, like they have so many of the same interests. They both like. They both like the <laughs> they law. Love the they both law. like. Um, statues they of love naked statues men. of naked men. Um, they've they got love a good turkey sandwich. They've, yeah, they've, they've, they've really got a nice, like, vibe, a nice, yeah, a nice flow going on. Cher and Josh, like, Cher completely has to, like, change her personality. Like, when she decides she wants to get with Josh, she has to take up all these new interests that before she's yeah. never shown any interest in. She gave away she her take skis. Up altruism. She has to, she has to, yeah, exactly. She gives away her skis. She doesn't get to ski anymore. Yeah, some it's all, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying, victim. I don't, I, I don't think Cher and Josh's relationship has any legs. No staying power um, at all. Cause it's like no, cause, and it's and it's honestly, I think we were robbed of the um the 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 the, the two parter the two part sequel um I think there is a uh, Godfather level trilogy. <laughs> just there's just so much so much built in so much potential built into this first film it was just never never properly explored, um which is why I'm asking for um two hundred million dollars to uh, remake clueless to to make the official clueless sequel i feel like this is like call me by your name but again not disgusting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i feel like the power imbalance between josh and Cher is probably it's like extreme. much more significant than it would be between josh and mr h like absolutely um his name is mel his first name is mel Horowitz. it's mel Horowitz. i mean i, I mean as um, we've as we've as we've established like Cher completely has to change herself because Josh has been looking down on her this whole movie. Like he th- he thinks that she's vapid. He thinks yeah he he spends the whole movie basically negging her yeah and sort of shaping her into like the kind of person he wants to be. He's he's basically turning her into one of these college girls that like is more his type yeah. But she's like more malleable, and 
on top of that, like he does it to the very end before they before they kiss. He's like before they kiss for the first time. He's like, oh, like why don't you just like you sh- you shouldn't be here. You should be at the mall with your friends. And I'm like, first of all, it's like 10 p.m., Josh. It's like 10 o'clock, Josh. It's so late, Josh. It's so late. Y'all are y'all are in the house working on a legal case, wearing your shoes on the carpet. Okay, clearly there's no mother in that house, and they and like sitting on the stairs. Cher is upset, and he's like, "Oh, like you don't need to bother with with this stuff. Go do like your stupid activities that you haven't done in probably a month now because you've been trying to like." Show that you're mature or something. That's another thing. Right. She's so trying he's, to he's show still, that she's yeah, mature. He's still not even like yeah. He he's still making her feel like she's not good enough. Exactly. And then like and then he's like you're beautiful and she's like you think I'm beautiful? I'm like first of all, girl, we all know you're beautiful. That is not the you question. Know you're you know you're beautiful. Like it's not. It's it's not even. It's not. Yeah. It's not even a thing. Like you don't need to like be. You don't need any reassurance on this topic. But she like, feels insecure you, you about everything. Been, exactly because he's been nagging her this whole. It's, it's it's classic. Like he's putting her down the whole movie until finally, like at the end, yeah, like it, he he gives her like a little piece of like, oh yeah, you're beautiful. Like I'm gonna kiss you. Ugh. Like totally, like explicitly, yeah, ma- makes her feel like dependent Josh. on his uh, on his validation. Mm. Meanwhile, in the Mel corner, Mel is just kind of loud, and he says what we're all thinking. Like when Christian comes in and he says, "You think the death of of Sammy Davis left an opening in the in the Rat Pack?" A read, <laughs> a read, Mel. Thank you. And like, right, exactly. He knows. Yeah. he knows. He just kind I, of like I, I tell, wants to eat poorly. Like, like Mel knew. That's the worst part of Mel. Right off the bat, he 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 read he read Christian right there mm. and then. He he read him and he was just like, and it, it was also like, you know when. You're the only, like, there's only one other gay person in the room, and you make the eye contact, the gay eye contact. Mm-hmm. The, that's, like, what Mel did with Christian <laughs> the, at that the moment. The queer eye? It is the QEOC, queer eye contact of color, the QECOC, Mr. C. Gotcha. Um, I've made it many times. I made it, I made it this afternoon. The Queococ. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> when another queer person walks into the room, we look at each other. We are like, you too. And then we go about our business. That's what Cher's dad right. did. And that's another thing. Because Cher's dad recognized how gay Christian was. And he did not want him leading on his daughter. Right. Here's the thing. Exactly. So yeah, like the, like you're supposed to get the idea in the movie that like, yeah, like he's threatened by like this guy hanging around his daughter. Like, obviously not. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously you have no reason to be threatened by Christian hanging around with your 16 year old daughter. Like, obviously she's going to be fine. The thing he's concerned about, he's trying to tell him like, look, obviously she's got the, a thing for you. Obviously you're gay as blazes. <laughs> like, let, like let her down gently. Like, come on, like, Come on, qu- quick band aid. Yeah, like, just just peel it off, get it over with. Come on. Like, like, I bet he even planned it. He was like, "Okay, I'm going to be out of town. Come over and like let my daughter down gently. Bring a movie. You guys can be friends, but just don't fuck with her." You right, know what? and then so, and then they go to the party, and then Paul Rudd wants to uh, go check on them, and then and then he gets distracted by this otter. Clocked. 
<laughs> I, is there is there anyone we're forgetting? I mean, I feel like I want to. We've established Sharon Ty. We've established Cri- Christian. I want to talk about Josh's girlfriend Josh Heather. Yeah, a little bit. Absolutely. So we see Heather. She's wearing like the worst outfit ever, and like right off of the bat, she, you know she's a lesbian because lesbians who can't dress are valid. Possibly valid. more valid than any other person in the world. The, Meanwhile, the straight people who can't dress are not valid and never will be. Um, so she's wearing like this like beatnik like Samuel Jackson hat and like bad right. She's bad got like jeans. she's got like a ski cap on <laughs> and she's wearing like what is like a hoodie. She like definitely just got back from like a demonstration where they like let a bunch of. Uh, like animal testing animals go and she was like hanging in the dorms with Josh and they were cuddling and talking about I don't know Proust or something and um, and then Cher called and they, they went and rescued her from her mugging and um, you see you see her in the car and she's just kind of speaking like generally very like in a in a very like aggressive kind of way she's like she like there's no we don't know what she's actually talking about but she she's you know being critical of something that and and mm-hmm. Josh is like oh, I think there's some merit in studying this blah, 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 blah. he's probably talking about like I don't know like on the road they're probably talking about on the road right. um where right. heather Definitely. is like um, the beats are kind of bullshit, except for Ginsburg. And Josh is like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, I, I feel like I'm just like that cool guy from on the road. And and Heather and Heather drops that incomplete Hamlet reference and then shares schools her. So, like, she is a lesbian. She is a college oh, lesbian, 100%. which is, like, a very, a very unique type of lesbian. And I don't, I don't like Heather. I accept that we are, we have, we hold similar interests, um, in that we're both gay, but I'm pretty sure, actually, I am pretty gosh darn sure that Heather is a turf because I think she's 100% the kind of woman who would say some like weird thing about like a trans woman and say like uh like something disgusting like uh you know like socialized as a man whatever the fuck and also um like you know i don't want that person in my bathroom bullshit and um absolutely she would also probably be like a i think she would be like a lesbian separatist where she like only wants to be around women and she like uh feels attacked if like she goes out to dinner and her her server is a man so like to take it a step further like to be in the presence of a trans woman would undo her i am going to drop something into the chat really quickly to see you can see what i've i'm and though i have not been contributing very much for the past couple of minutes but um <laughs> just that as i was looking up her outfit 
<laughs> she is in the scene for us exactly like Jason Mewes, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. You know how? Um, don't believe me. Google, <laughs> Google Google Heather from Clueless, then Google Jay and Silent Bob. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, you want to know? Um, I bless you for bringing up Jay at this moment because I just had a flashback to when I was like in high school, maybe, and I had the biggest crush on him that's how i know i'm there's a reason for that I'm gay. <laughs> and it's because he looks like a lesbian he looks like a lesbian and he's got that same okay he's got that same kind of he's got the long hair uh his, his hair i mean he i mean he's kind of he's meant to be like a gross dude to kind of play that up he's got kind of beautiful hair he looks like well yeah. taken care of. He's clean. He's well dressed. He's well put together. He conditions. He's got the same kind of like he's got the same like lesbian icon vibe going mm-hmm. for him as um as um Chris Hemsworth. Yes, does. he as, as, as lesbian icons. He looks work. like a lesbian who plays volleyball. Absolutely. And I like I forgot about him for many years, which is why like this hasn't been relevant to my coming out story as of late. But now that I have seen a picture of him. Um, this year, I am I am just confirming in front of God and the whole world, and I'm gay. And Hallelujah. even my even my crushes on Praise men God. are just are <laughs> are lending themselves to my gay epiphany <laughs> even more <laughs> because Jason Jason stacking the evidence so hard against you. Is a lesbian who plays volleyball. I posit to you. I have one little one. Um, mm-hmm. The in way in the beginning, um, Sharon Dion are in school and on on the phone, and uh, that is lesbian activity. They're constantly on the phone. They like because they they see each other in the hallway. They're still on the phone. They they hang up. And they're like, all right, I'll call you later. Gay. But also, in yes. way in the beginning, when you first meet Murray, um, like, he and Dion get in a fight, and uh, Dion, like, uh, throws, like, another girl's, uh, like, braid at him that she found in his car, apparently, and stuff. Um, but And, like, a crowd forms around them, and it's a whole thing. Mm. And I think... Mm-hmm that mm-hmm. that was performative jealousy mm-hmm. i think there was something very performative about it because like it was just like it's so over the top and also dion like it's they say like they show later on that dion and murray like actually have a very like loving and respectful relationship right they definitely establish that um yeah the, that the two of them kind of put on this performance yeah. of kind of kind of a kind of a stereotypical um relationship between the yeah two so maybe they're each other's beards i think they are there we i go. think they are it's all it all comes full because also in the end if i could touch upon another another deep deep vein racially speaking there's a there are like very strong threads of of homophobia in the in the black community um which i know all too well and mm-hmm. so it's like, in order to protect each other and themselves, they're each other's beards. I believe in it. 
They say later on that they have sex, but I don't think that's true. That, okay, so the, the wording of that part is very, very important, actually, because what she specifically says is that her man is satisfied. By whom? Don't get her wrong. But technically, she is still a virgin. Mm. And At no point does she ever, does she directly say that there is any sexual contact between the two of them. She just says that he's satisfied. He, there's no need to worry about his sexual There's needs. no need to worry about it. So don't ask. Also, like, there's the part, scene at the party where, like, there's definitely this, like, he's hanging out with a dude in the bathroom and they're giving each other haircuts. Yeah. There's nothing more romantic than cutting your lover's hair. 100%. It's like, mm, it is gay culture, especially, especially shaving yeah. each other's okay, heads. Okay, yeah, okay. Specifically, they are shaving each other's heads. In the bathroom, at a party. Is, and this is the, gay, the gayest thing, potentially, that you could possibly do for another person. In the bathroom, at a party! Like, exactly, like, they wanted, they, they chose this moment to, like, get away from everybody yeah. else. Like, they're having a deep bonding And moment. they need that, they need the pretense, like... They're like, oh, we were Absolutely. we were just in the bathroom with the door closed because we wanted to surprise everybody with our new haircuts. Mm-hmm, oh definitely. my gosh, we're cracking we this whole thing open. It's it's it's, it's a rich open. tapestry. It's just oh my gosh, layers upon layers upon layers. It's a, it's a matryoshka. Oh my oh, gosh, gay. it is a gay mat- matryoshka. I can I can pronounce that correctly. Um, all right, I think we got through all of my notes. Yeah, I mean, is that any? I mean, is there anyone we're forgetting? I mean, we've established. I think we've hit all the main characters. We've established yeah. um, Sharon Ty's relationship. We've established um, Josh and Mel's compatibility. We've established. <laughs> um, yeah, we've established Christian. Uh, we've established um, Murray and Dion. I think that's that's like the entire main cast, Pretty right much. there. We even got Amber. We have neatly wrapped up every single character in this movie uh, in, in a nice tight gay bow <sighs> what is what is our what's the word what's the our final word on elton on yeah. elton uh he is a major douche he is i feel like i don't feel comfortable calling him gay because he assaults a woman right. and that is like very straight male behavior and also and also he's just a douche <laughs> absolutely so I think maybe our final word on Elton is that just like he can go die in a fire. There's there's more he can do uh, for the world in death than he ever was able to do. In that life. is true. You know who he is. He's he's one. He's like one of the guys that like in Heather's that um they kill mm. and then uh, frame is is set set up to uh to appear as if they are. I gay. love my dead gay. And it ends son. up being very inspiring. I love my dead gay son. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be my mom at my funeral. Okay, is that is there anything else? Is there anything else that we need to touch on with this movie? Have we have we have we have we scraped out all that good good <laughs> all that good? We nugget? have been talking about it for two hours. It's getting very very dark where you are, and just like slowly <laughs> losing sight of you. We got some really good work done today, though. We really did. We we put in the work. We put in the effort, and we really yeah we cranked so... it out. We put our nose to the grindstone. I really think we blew this uh, our first official uh, episode. Yeah, we really water. like really fucked it up. Um, should we? Yep. I I've been wondering. Should we announce what movie we're watching in what what our next movie is like in 
our pot in the podcast itself in the in the in the, uh, in the, in the or podcast keep that a secret so i've been thinking about that too i think it could be sort of fun i've been trying to think of like how to actually do it though like how to establish it because we talked about like maybe mm-hmm. taking turns um i was thinking maybe what we could do is we could just like write down all the mm-hmm. movies that we want to watch and just like draw names out of that is fun and, like each week maybe like at the end of the podcast like each week it could be each of, we mm. could each take turns and just like draw a name out of a hat like so we like each write down half of them like we we randomize them or something we write them down oh uh, and then yeah each 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 week we uh take turns drawing one of them out of the hat to like figure it out which, what we're gonna do that's just very leave it up fun. to fate but should we say I think should we say like it. should we let people know what we're watching or should it be like a, a secret? I think that could. I think that could be. I think yeah. There's like a little. There's like if we're if we're like mm-hmm. doing a randomly, like I think there could be like a fun little level of suspense. Like oh, yeah. what's it gonna be next? Like what to expect? Like oh, we don't fun. know either. <laughs> and then like yeah, and then there's just yeah. It's, it's a very. It's very. Uh, it's very. Real, it is. You know? It's like some very real. Obviously, excitement. we can't do that this time because we yeah. are not prepared. We'll bring it. Um, we'll bring it next time. I mean, oh, mm-hmm. uh, one thing that I did not think to mention at the beginning of this episode. Um, is that at the time this episode airs and you out there are listening to it, you will have heard our official theme music at the beginning of this episode, which was provided to us by my good friend uh, who goes by the name of Shady Monk. Um, so big check pops to Shady Monk. on SoundCloud. Great stuff. Yes, check out Shady Monk on SoundCloud. Check out shadymonk.bandcamp.com. It's spelled how it sounds, like Shady Monk. S H E D Y M O N K dot bandcamp dot com. Uh, again, yes, big huge thanks. Uh, just just Google Shady Monk, you'll find it. You can also as well find me on Twitter at Cello Buster C E L L O B U S T E R, and that is my only thing. You could find me on Tumblr too, but you wouldn't have any reason to. And also, my URL is very long, and I do not want to spell it. Um, find your man's on uh Choy. boy on uh twitter at slut of babylon uh instagram uh barbie's black friend and nico makes art and um i guess you can find me on tumblr if you wanted to it's also slut of babylon because i've had that that name for like eight years and i'm never letting it go uh it's your brand it is my brand uh all right i think that's it all right I'm Nico. How are we gonna say? How are we gonna say bye? I think I'm just gonna say the same thing that I say when I say hi. Okay. I'm Nico. A gay. I'm Alex. Big mood. <laughs> and you've been listening to What the Het. And we will see you. No, we won't. But you will hear us next week. Yes, you will. Bye. 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 Bye.